0: Welcome back to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, plowing through the manure online. Today, you know, we've been having a lot of really interesting conversations lately. The holidays kind of got us and then January, of course, hit us upside the head. But um, we've had a a topic that's been brewing for a while, if you will, about labels, buzzwords, um, things that you see on your food and what the heck they mean. And uh, so I've got my friends, my partners in crime, with me here today. I've got Karen, hello, and Jen, and I'm gonna keep it clean today. Oh, that's no fun, Jen. I, I know. We just right? lost like half of our listeners, two and a half people. Nope, just No, no bleeping. No bleeping.
1: I call manure. I. Call- <laughs> <laughs> that's what. As long as this podcast all natural manure, right? Yeah. And that's what I. And that's right. That's why we
0: titled this. This podcast is clean. And humanely raised. Um, and like I said, I was going to go with all natural or organic or whatever. But this girl here is powered by GMOs. So I figure that's just not right to say. So Karen put together this huge, beautiful, gorgeous list of words that we see on our phone.
1: Well, yeah,
0: it's that too. <laughs> but I thought I'd give you credit for putting this together. I'm going to list them off. Because I think it's fun. I think these are words that we see a lot of times. And then I figured we'd go down the list and kind of define them one by one and, and uh, you know, get to the end and and figure out all of the world's problems. And then I laughed and figured, what the hell, let's just list them and go from there. So, so we have organic, certified transitional, superfood, artisanal, natural, sugar-free, sh- sugar-free, sugar-free. <laughs> Probiotic, (laughs) gluten-free, omega-3, grass-fed, corn-fed, GMO, -GMO, non-GMO, cage-free, free-range, pasture-raised, whole-grain, multi-grain, local, antioxidants, fresh, sustainable, paleo, raw food, vegan, vegetarian, fat-free, and light. And uh, we can make a thousand Alestra jokes (laughs) over and over and over (laughs) again. And we have... And we will do so in the future. But anytime I think of the word light, I think of light potato chips. Because
1: they lighten
0: your load.
2: <laughs> they, they allow you to eat
0: and release. Like Taco Bell. It doesn't stick exactly. around long enough to absorb. So you're good to go. You can eat as much as you want from Taco Bell. And uh, it's just as close to fat-free as what you're going to get. So,
2: so, if- so where, where is the Elastron now? Is it out of production? Or, are we so. not using it at all? I haven't. I'm not it. sure. Yeah, there, I haven't either. Is it
0: in those sugar-free candies or something? What is in those sugar... <laughs> the sugar-free
1: the sugar-free gummy bears. Yeah, those have
0: the same like warning okay. label, oh, okay. I think. Yeah.
1: If you ever need some humor, go to Amazon.com and look at the reviews on the sugar-free gummy bears. Oh, noted. <laughs> you will laugh hysterically. Noted oh my for gosh. later. I will
0: make sure of that. So...
2: So I, I think we also need to add the carbon-free sugar. I Ooh, saw that pop up yeah. on
0: Twitter the other day. Yeah, that's interesting. That's what and what we say yeah. before. That'll help you uh, feel more enlightened about your food production, but also fail chemistry. Yeah,
1: exactly. exactly.
0: So because I realized for those of you who are slow like me, uh, apparently sugar is a carbon or has carbon or something of that nature. I don't know
2: it's it's the carbon yes it is it's is
0: one of the, of the major components molecules is carbon yes yeah, i didn't pay attention just for, for for note um somehow i managed to skate through most of high school without having to take like the required science course so when everyone else was taking chemistry i took freshman science my senior year <laughs> so i survived i mean obviously yeah. i'm a functioning citizen. I don't know if I'd go with highly functioning, but nonetheless, here we go. Organic. Um, organic's fun, right? Because, okay. One more thing before
2: we get started, because yeah. I always, this this really bothers me, is all of these labels, none of them affect the nutrition label. Yes, you're right. Um, everything that we're it, talking about here. Everything that we're talking about today. Matter of fact, the, about the only thing with a label would probably be golden rice, which is not sold in the U.S., um, but it does affect the nutrition label. Um, but I think we talked about like fortified orange juice. Yes. Um, yep. We mentioned like that. that. Those- those kind of things affect your nutrition label. What we're talking about today has no effect on your nutrition label.
0: Yeah, unless it says fortified and, the, and right. it's a different ballgame. But yeah. So, um, and that's a perfect, I mean, that's a perfect lead in. And that that really makes things clear a little bit here is that a lot of these words that we're discussing here make you feel better or maybe give you some insight into your food, but don't necessarily mean jack when it comes to actually ingesting them so um so organic i think that's my favorite label because it seems to be the recent push of mommies around the world to make sure that their children are eating organic um you know and it's almost as though my
1: kid eats dirt does that count as organic it is. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. I would say that's as close to organic as you're going to get. And that, so that's the thing is like, that's what I've even had it before where I've been in a restaurant. I've gotten Colton a, a kid's meal and I'm like, Ooh, can't get juice too much sugar. You know, they were out of milk or something. I'll just get them a water. And they're like, but it's organic juice. Oh, okay. That uh, outweighs everything else because those calories are organic or that sugar is organic or whatever it may be. You know, and so I think there's a common idea here that organic not means safe. But Karen, explain to us what organic actually means. Okay,
1: so organic is um, regulated by the USDA. So if it's going to say it's organic or stamped USDA organic, it has to go through a specific process and be um, regulated and, you know, checkups and different things from regulators. So basically... Unless noted, the organic products must meet the following requirements and this is off the USDA website. Produced without excluded methods, genetic engineering, ionized ionizing radiation or sewage sludge, produced per the national list of allowed and prohibited substances, and overseen by a USDA national organic program authorized certifying agent following all USDA or USDA organic regulations. Now there's different levels of organic. Yeah. Um You can have 100% organic, you can have organic, you can have made with organic, and you can have um, made with specific organic ingredients. So there's different levels depending on, you know, how many items are in the mix of what you're making, and there's different levels of being organic. So, yeah. And
0: it's important to point out that, like, you don't become organic overnight, right? There's a lot of work that goes into becoming an organic producer, Yes. A lot of paper trail. Uh, You have people come out and investigate. The people that you sell to have to... To follow certain rules. I know we do with our food grade bean uh, process, if, if we're going to deal with anything organic, um, you know, they come in and, and also check and monitor that we are um, following procedures to, to maintain that organic designation, you know, all that good stuff. So it's, it's really important to kind of point that out. So in the process of becoming organic, you have certified transitional so we'll see that on, on some foods. Um, and that makes you feel better, right? Because you're eating stuff that is grown as though it's organic, but it just hasn't met the final requirement of being organic yet. Is that is that right, Karen? Did I... Right.
1: Because it takes, depending on what you're looking at, it takes three to seven years in order to become organic. And so if they're making something and they don't have enough production, they can use some transitional, certified transitional to make up for that production.
0: And you can get a greater value when selling certified transitional. I I mean, for us and in the food grade beans, like I mentioned, um, a lot of our customers who are processed or turning into organic or are, are working their way towards organic production are also growing, you know, a non GMO soybean or something like that. So it helps to give them, they get the premium for non GMO. Um, and they follow the, the rules of organic production. Um, so it's a little bit better for them perhaps than um, you know, growing a, a non-premium bearing crop or something like that. And it's like important
1: that. to note that you can see organic production in your local farmer's market that isn't certified USDA, and that's because it takes a lot of time and money and paperwork to be certified, and that's just not cost-effective for everyone. So you may have you know, local um, farmers who sell at your market that do grow without any additional pesticides or synthetic substances uh, and just not be certified. So that's possible too. Which makes sense.
0: They they fertilize with poop. But anyway, artisanal. That's, oh, wait, I skipped one. Superfood. Because this one's fun, right? Like this one, you eat it and you instantly feel your body fighting cancer and aging and crime. all of these other things right crime <laughs> your body fights crime when you eat a superfood and uh do you get a cape when you No, eat- but the blueberries they come with uh, a cape um and that's what i i find it really interesting because that's we were doing some research ahead of this uh podcast at uh What all, you know, classifies for certain labels and things like that. And there was this, um, you know, everyone's heard of blueberries, kale and and salmon or whatever, you know, and they go into this list of 11 superfoods, all of which are not grown or are very difficult to be grown in the U.S. And so we found it ironic, you know, we had this conversation before where it was like everyone you know pushes so hard to be like this is my locally grown you know it's grown by joe down the road blah 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 you know while they chug a kai berry and eat goji berries by the handful and and stuff like that so it's really interesting to see some of the classifications of superfoods are all things that you know aren't necessarily grown in uh the U S like, uh, not even real- in your local
2: area, but not like you said, not even in the U S we're talking, yeah. you know, people are all the time going, Oh, I like to eat from the farmer's market. And I love superfoods. You know, we talked about blueberries being grown in Michigan, but, um, it's thanks to technology that we can get those year round now. Um, yeah. because we can transport food faster. We can store foods longer. We can keep foods fresh longer, you know? And so, Everybody wants to go back to the old ways, but we want the superfoods that you can't
1: get in the old days. But superfood is basically just a marketing term from the research I did. It just means it's nutrient dense and might have the power to prevent or cure disease, but there's really little scientific evidence to that fact.
2: And they've always been that way, but now we can slap superfood on the side of it and everybody thinks it's awesome. You feel better. It's still the same
1: blueberry. Right. It's still the
2: same blueberry.
0: But it, I would imagine it probably has helped to to increase, you know, like a, a pomegranate's considered a superfood. Um, you mean it you might know. increase sales? Ooh. Yeah. What a concept. It's true. You know, like that's what you <laughs> want to eat something in today's day and age. We all want to live to be a thousand, even though, you know, living to be a hundred really doesn't look like it's all that great. You know, oops, I just peed myself. This is super This morning, I just wanted to live through the migraine, but okay. Yeah,
2: that's (laughs) why you're. Maybe you're not eating eating enough superfoods.
1: Yeah. You should
0: try to eat moringa tree and breadfruit food. Fruit. <laughs> yeah. Apparently today I have trouble with my Oz. Um, I
1: ate Tylenol and a Coke.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, you take some caffeine too. That definitely helps. And that's, I mean, superfoods are, are always fun. And, and uh, I think dietitians and people who write articles, like honestly, like you Google superfood and like, here's the definitive superfood ranking. Like they legit have one of you know like and it's just uh, one a of those personal charts. you
1: know i mean that's all oh, it's like, true a personal choice but but dark chocolate i'd rather have i like those big large blueberries but.
0: yeah those are good Sorry. too we
1: endorse buying blueberries from michigan and eating them for your health so by the handful like i do i eat them by the pint but okay
0: <laughs> yeah i do that too Like Weight Watchers is like half a cup. I'm like, no, 16 ounces. Thank you. Come again. (laughs) And the blueberries is, they are number one. So it says that uh, your risk for heart disease, you lower your risk for heart disease, reduce joint and muscle pain, curtail oxidative stress, uh, and just plain be awesome when you're on blueberries. So when you're high on blueberries, you're high on life. So there you go. Um, so fun, fun word, artisanal. Um, we know what superfoods are now. What does artisanal mean, Karen?
1: Well, there's artisanal cheeses and artisanal vodka. Basically, Mm. it means a product made in limited batches in a traditional or non-mechanized way. It's a marketing term to make you feel good about the simpler times in life when people took pride in their crafts. I don't it care also- how they
2: make my vodka. I just want it.
1: <laughs> it right? can also be a traditional recipe or process, too. So
2: so all my food is artisanal.
0: I was going to say, yeah, I was stealing Jen's idea. I'm going to start telling my family I'm feeding them artisanal food. I suppose if you
1: cooked it over an open fire, you could call it that. I don't know.
0: Gas stove here, so. <laughs> there you go. That's what it's like uh, eating little hot dogs over an open fire. When my mom was gone when we were kids, we ate hot dogs over the open fire that was the gas stove with a fork. That's how I make s'mores. Yeah. I have a gas stove. I should make s'mores. I had an electric stove when I lived in my Grand Ledge house in Michigan, and uh, I kind of missed that whole entire thing. And now I have a gas stove, and I'd completely forgotten about it. So... Uh, Yeah, my favorite definition of artisanal is urban dictionaries, which states artisanal, 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 I swear I'm not drunk. A marketing term used excessively by hipsters, vegan art types, baristas, and people who work at organic food stores to elevate said food, coffee product above perceived regular products. So, but for those of you who have something that is artisanal, we're sure yours is better than everyone else's. So, well,
1: if anyone has any artisanal vodka they would like us to sample and give a review on, you know, please call. Pass I'm good it right with artisanal cheese too. Really, you know, anything, anything that food we try. Uh, art-
0: yeah i was gonna say artisanal caramels i like them too those have to work Uh, for something so how about you guys i got some karen's rubbing it in now uh how about natural and when i hear natural i always think of the seinfeld episode they're real and they're fabulous or spectacular or whatever i never quote seinfeld right but in any event natural what does it mean
1: Natural means anything the person wants, telling you, using the word, wants it to mean. <laughs> it's not right. um, It's not a claim that's regulated by the FDA. I mean, generally, it means no added color or artificial flavors or synthetic substances. It doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. It just means it's natural, which in most cases, I would say most food is natural unless it's like meat grown in a lab. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, most everything is. I guess you could process the hell out of something. I don't know if I would call spam natural. Yeah. <laughs> if if God didn't make it, you know, there's like no spam animal <laughs> wandering around. You guys ever had fried nope. spam? Oh,
2: Chris loves it's, it. Nasty.
1: Ugh,
0: it's
2: it comes disgusting. out of a can with that yeah. gelled fat on it. No,
1: thank yeah. you. So when we were little, my grandma used to make Velveeta macaroni and cheese with spam and i freaking loved
0: it <laughs> i love the velveeta mac and cheese like that's the only way to make mac and cheese let's be honest um at least you have to have it included in your recipe or it's just not creamy mac and cheese with velveeta is the best <laughs> but spam no thank you please
1: i wouldn't eat I, it now, but bro. i loved it as a kid
0: oh carl made it once for me he's like try this fried spam it's delicious and i couldn't swallow it legit texture (laughs) i can't be in
2: the same house when it's frying (laughs) oh
0: good so spam not natural most everything else kind of natural um sugar free sugar free is my favorite because everyone's like oh it's sugar free here have it and it's like sweetened with like gum found on the bottom of movie theater chairs or something. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean that it can't have high fructose corn right. syrup. It doesn't or- have
1: refined cane sugar, but it can have other sweeteners like agave, artificial sweeteners or sugar alcohols. So,
2: so can it have corn syrup in it? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: In fact,
0: most of the time, like if you look at anything that's like sugar free, it has corn syrup really? or something else I, that i've seen and maybe it's not corn syrup now because that would might be taboo but it was like now it's like agave or some like other, stevia or
1: something
0: yeah that you know people haven't necessarily put a lot of study or time into like you hear other stories about how bad they can be um for you and then you're eating them you know like sugar-free fruit in the can And it's like, no, thank you. I'd rather have it in fruit juice, but instead you could have it in this water and fake sweetener. That might make you feel better. Like, Carl bought that one time, and I'm like, you are fired from groceries forever. Which Um, was his
1: plan to begin with?
0: Pretty much, yeah. Kind of like loading the dishwasher. Never seen a person F up a dishwasher like that guy can. Who puts (laughs) bowls in the bottom rack? Who? Somebody who never
1: wants to load the dishwasher again. (laughs) <laughs>
0: that's exactly it oh my gosh but yeah sugar-free so like it's just alternate sugar it's not which i learned that lesson it took me a while like when i was in my 20s i'd be like it's good it's sugar-free you know and it's like oh it causes cancer in rats okay great <laughs> you know but it tasted good i still drink a diet coke though won't lie diet Gi- diet pop um, so I can't act all high and mighty. I, I do. I'm that person that'll go to McDonald's and get like a quarter pounder and a medium French fry and a diet Coke. Go ahead. Judge me. Come at me, bro. But I McDonald's diet, diet Coke kit. has
1: crack in it. I swear. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Anything McDonald's yeah, has true. crack in it. All right. Sorry, Jen.
2: I have a daughter. I have a daughter who goes to, um, Taco Bell and orders so much food that she orders one drink. And then she orders a free water so that they think it's for two people.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. One of my really good friends said that the other day. She went and got so much food. I can't remember what place she went to, but they're like, How many sets of silverware do you need? <laughs> and so she lied and told them three. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I was like, this is when we became good friends. Yeah. Like, not best friends, because I don't have best friends. I'm bad at them. But I was like, You are hilarious. <laughs> that's how I roll. That's a um, miracle. So, probiotic. That's a big push. I take a daily probiotic, not going to lie. I really do like having it. Colton takes one too. I think it helps the immune system and digestive, blah, blah, blah. But lots of people like to toss it on their food now to make you think that you don't have to take something else because you're getting it through your Greek yogurt or whatever, right? Is that kind of. Well, I hate to burst
1: your bubble, Angie. (sighs) It's okay. Um so basically it's live bacterial cultures consumed naturally in unpasteurized fermented foods. However, it is presumed to ha- it is believed and presumed to help gut health, but there is a lot lacking of scientific proof of that fact. Marketing benefit claims I, can be kind of wild with this one.
0: Without going into detail, I will attest <laughs> that a probiotic does work for me. So let's
1: just Leave it at that. All right. We said we weren't going to have <laughs> a bathroom talk, so we'll just move on from that. One.
0: Hey, it's your fault for putting probiotic <laughs> on the list. How about gluten-free? Gluten-free. And I don't want to talk smack about people who can't eat gluten because I know there's a small percentage of population, two of which are friends of mine on Twitter, that are do have celiac or whatever and cannot ingest gluten without feeling like they've been punished um, by the devil himself. Kind of like a wheat trader tends to feel, but a lot of times you'll see that gluten free headline.
1: What exactly does that mean? So, gluten is a protein. Actually, it's two proteins, um, and I'm not going to say these right, but glutenin and galliadin or whatever, but they're substances found in cereal grains, mostly wheat but also can be in rye barley and triticale that are responsible for the elastic texture of dough kind of the glue their composite storage protein um they can interesting They so gluten free is crucial for those who have the celiac disease but it also can make other people feel fairly good because they actually cut out a lot of ultra processed white refined Breads when they go gluten free, so not everyone has um, needs to be gluten free, but a lot of people can benefit just because they do cut out a lot of processed foods when they go gluten free. So this one is a little bit dietary. Um, this label is a little bit dietary. I
2: think though that the reason for me it comes up on here is people don't get that all the time. There are those who think, oh, it's it's to be. Gluten free, you know. Yeah, you're just doing you're it doing because it you're because a douchebag. You know? Yeah, it's the thing to do now, and so this one is yeah. dietary for some.
0: But I think it has reasons. I mean, I avoid carbs, and I feel better when I do. Right. Not it's that a little, little like bit overused to.
1: though, because you know, some. Exactly. I mean, if they put gluten free yeah. on a vegetable, and, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And I think it's way overused. So, so on some things, it's you know, it's valid, needs to be there. But yeah, there are some. There are some things that are labeled gluten free that never had gluten in them,
1: right? Yeah, I mean it makes yeah, sense in a lot of processed foods just because you don't always know it's in a processed food, right? But yeah, yeah, if it's minimally processed and doesn't have um, you know, a cereal grain in it, then it's a little. And so overboard,
2: but. so yeah, so I think that's where the labeling gets gets a little overboard. It's like, well, that never would have had yeah. gluten in it. Gluten free water. Yeah. <laughs> that's my
0: favorite one. I mean, yeah. then
2: it's then it's an advertising gimmick. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just someone that it's like, hey, let's let's label it gluten free too, you know. And someone went along with it. Uh, omega three gets a big push. Not as much now. It seems like we've gotten off our fish oil kick, right? Where people are like, oh, I've got to make sure I ingest lots of omega threes. Like that kind of has been replaced with other other niche fads. <laughs> I say it knit but Yeah, it's not as much of a fad anymore, but it was really big, and it still is. I mean, there's there's a a good push for for different omega threes and people's diets and things like that. But um, I think it's been replaced by like coconut oil,
1: right? So it's a class of it's a class of polyunsaturated fatty acids, which are fats that are liquid at room temperature. And there's three that are essential to humans: the plant based ALA, the fish based DHA, and the EPA, which I didn't figure out what that was, but it can reduce inflammation, help with cholesterol levels, and etc. Cetera. etc. Cetera. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of people, people take old like, people, yeah, taking fish oil pills. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, old people. Uh, Chris Campbell, he's old. <laughs> yeah,
1: he falls yeah, into he that is. class.
2: That's what... even if he's
1: not age wise, he is attitude wise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is attitude wise very true but yeah that's i mean yeah the doctors they a lot of doctors push that yeah. for
0: uh cholesterol yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. it's a good fatty acid to have it's something that you want to have you know your brain needs a certain level of fats to
1: right to and i think i would too you know like if it can help um keep your brain healthy and help with you know dementia and things like that
0: yeah See, Carl and I kind of have this little ongoing fight right now because I think his cholesterol is too low. He thinks it's like a sign of awesomeness that his cholesterol is as low as what it is. But I'm not a doctor, so I guess I should shut up. But um, there have been studies that have shown like having a certain level, minimum level of – like you don't want it too high either, of course, because then you run into heart disease and things like that. But uh, that's part of the reason there's that push for those omega-3 fatty acids and stuff like that is they help with the good cholesterol – um, that your brain needs to be able to it like greases your gears or something <laughs> weird. I don't know. Like I said, not a doctor. I've just read some self magazines play or something one on a podcast before. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally I have stayed at a few holiday ends in my life. So right. Express just the expresses. That's what, cause who stays at a real holiday in. Um, so grass fed or corn fed, on your beef, like a lot of times, people will push that grass fed is better, right? Like you're, you feel better about it if you're eating it, mm. but then other people say that corn fed is better, and both will get a label.
2: Why? Why? don't think grass fed
0: is better? because they're out frolicking in in the the pasture. Maybe. I don't oh, know.
2: I really didn't know. I I legit don't know why people. Um...
1: Well, what cracks me up is grass fed versus corn fed. If you go by straight biology, corn Ooh. is also a grass, right? True. And when you eat corn, you're eating the yeah. seeds of the corn. So, yeah, you're eating corn. grass. So, I mean, basically, you know, when you, the difference is how it's raised. So grass fed has more pasture, you know, corn fed is generally, it may have some grass, but it's generally finished with corn. Yeah. Um, Personally, for me, it's a preference. To me, I think grass fed is a little bit leaner, and personally, I don't like the taste of it versus corn fed. So I think it's a See, personal preference. Even...
2: The flavor is yeah, in the I... fat, and we can't be friends if you don't know that. I, that's just period. I just don't understand people who think we want really lean beef and then want to or or pork yeah. for that matter. But I mean, some people do that like. It has
1: no taste. Yeah, I mean, some people do like grass-fed t- tastes better. Oh, totally, and and that's fine. But
2: but if that's the case, I I can't stand the people who complain that it, yeah. that their meat is dry and has is flavorless. I'm like, people, that's because yeah, because it's the too fat. lean. You don't have to eat the fat,
1: but yeah. you yeah. eat. Yeah. See, grass-fed reminds me more of like buffalo, which is lean, and I don't like either. But I'm going to tell the, the honest to, to God truth. It's I.
0: True. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had a pe- like grass fed meat ever. So you can mail it to me if you have a grass fed farm and you want to prove to me that it's better. I will take all of the free steaks in the world until I can figure out uh which one's better, I guess. Hippie I
1: farmers, she's talking to you. Hippie right? farmers, <laughs> she's talking
0: to you. I've never, like I said, I don't think I've ever had grass fed beef that I can remember.
1: I don't think yeah, I, if I, I have, have,
0: I didn't notice. So it's just sorry. Perfect. And that may be yeah. the case for me as um, We've had an insane podcast. Well, not insane because it was pretty awesome. Um, GMO versus non-GMO, right? We had that conversation, GMO, OMG. If you haven't listened to it, you should. It is awesome. Karen, like, drops the mad knowledge. <laughs> Listen to me, I'm hip um on you know what gmos you know what ones are in production what they mean where you know all that good stuff uh but it tends to be a very very common label uh especially now you see non-gmo on on products that don't even have a gmo alternative green beans strawberries. Um, something of that nature yeah. strawberries yeah
2: oh, don't get me smart i don't understand the process i did a whole um blog post on green beans why, why on gmo green beans why why is there a label it's to attract attention it's for a mark, no yeah, other reason. yeah
0: i mean basically yeah.
2: there is no freaking it's, it is there is no freaking
0: GMO. it's meant to me. take advantage of people who don't know you know what i mean and and people who it's a, it's a fear tactic in so many ways you know i've never had a problem and and we talked about that in our gmo omg podcast and we kind of disagreed a little bit but i've never been um you know, against GMO labeling, just because I think we should embrace it and be like, yep, what's up? These are the GMO products that we have. You know, there's 12 of them. Uh, see you later. Right. There's 12. There's 12 now. Right? Yes. I remember it now. off the top of my head.
2: 12. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, and so do you, think- ought to label the GMO products as GMO because I'm more opposed to labeling non-gMO yeah. when there is
0: isn't Which a I GMO. just I think that if you label the GMO products when there was GMO it would do away with the need to label the G the products as non-gMO
1: but Which we talk about in our, the non-gMO yeah. Podcast, pod- yeah. Project, project, podcast yeah you won't so that check out that podcast for that yeah.
0: Non-GMO, go back, check out. It's GMO OMG. It's fantastic.
1: Right. But we also took on the non GMO really labeling on our non-GMO project podcast. Also. Yeah,
0: verify. Okay. Verify or vilify. So we've discussed GMOs, uh to great length in the past. So check those out. um, If you want to know, you know, our take on that side. So how about cage free, free range pasture raised? My favorite thing is all of the people complaining um, about their pasture raised chickens getting attacked by hawks and like all of the shrink that goes along with their uh, flock. Um, You know, so it comes down to like protecting sometimes production agriculture, is done in certain ways to protect their animals not to harm them right i mean jen you could say that with breeding yeah. you know the breeding what is it, the breeding crates or whatever keeping the 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 fair- yeah
2: Destination yeah. crates and growing crates. Um, you know, it's a matter of protecting. or And just hogs, period, in confinement buildings. I mean, they're more comfortable. Uh, a hog on pasture is pretty <laughs> one day out of the year, yeah. pretty much. The rest of the time, it's muddy and it's hot yeah, or it's cold. It's a wimp. Um, yeah. People also, you know, want to talk about, oh... You know, these birds, these chickens need to be out, you know, getting exercise and blah, blah, blah. And then they want to talk about what their chickens are fed because um, how their eggs are coming out of the chicken's butt. Which freaks but, Jen anyway, out, by the way. Which freaks me out, FYI. But those chickens free range are eating bugs and dog and poop. M- Notice you didn't Mice. have to bleep it out. Mice and insects. And everything else on the ground. Mice. So, Yeah. Mice, insects. And so, you know, you need to decide, you know, you can't, you have to look at all sides of it. You know, do you want your chicken running free so it can have a nice, I don't know, free range egg that you have to go out and find? It's putting the dog into the egg, or are you wanting something that's, you know, kept inside in temperature controlled buildings and is laying, eating, you know, corn and Vitamins and minerals that aren't coming in the process of soil and bugs and mice and dog poop um, to yeah. make your eggs. I just, I just
0: think it's you need to think. I think people all romantic, yeah. I think they romanticize how chickens lay eggs and things like that. Totally. And once you're exposed to it. <laughs> you realize that it's not necessarily that way, but to each their own. I mean, so cage free, right, means that they can stretch their wings out and have how much space? Well, Karen, were you able they're to? They're just
1: enclosed in a barn. They're not running free outside. They do not have outdoor okay. access, but they're not confined to a cage. So they can run from one end of the barn to the other. And there is a limit about how many can actually be in the barn. um It's not a barn. It's okay. Just-
2: I think people need to be aware that that's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to any way you want to purchase your labeled eggs, but those eggs are probably going to be a little more expensive because it costs more money to raise them because it takes more space.
1: And then free range, the barn has a door that they can go outside, but that doesn't mean that they choose to go outside. So... Okay. And then pasture-raised yeah. is they're actually out on the pasture. So I guess the one I didn't put a- All the time. Well, I wouldn't say all the time because I think, right. you know, they a lot of the time. times they still have the coop so that they can go in and lay the eggs. So, But generally there's oh, a cage I mean, around a yeah. portion of the pasture and they can go up in the coop and then they move it from day to day or every other day. You know, move it across the pasture. So I don't think you can have a vegetarian okay. pasture-raised egg, <laughs> because that's where they would get the bugs and the mice and whatnot. Yeah. But
0: interesting. Do bugs count as a meat? I don't know why they wouldn't. Are bugs a meat? I don't know. I mean, I just didn't.
1: Well, they're not vegetarian. They're protein. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like I just eat worms. They uh, yeah. eat mice. They would eat mice, and you know, yeah.
0: Which is creepy to me. And like, chickens are mean.
1: It. Don't ever think that chickens are cute. They're freaking mean. They are mean. None and they're dirty. Let's just say And be they'll honest. peck each other. Oh yeah. They're
0: like hogs. I mean, hogs are terrible, like mean to each other. And that's, but it kind of cracks me up a little bit because the thought, like, I never really thought a chicken would eat a mouse until someone posted about it on Twitter. And then people all like kind of dove in with their stories. And like, honestly, the idea of a chicken, like mowing down a mouse really effed with my brain, like blew my mind. I don't even know. Still can't function to this day thinking about it. So uh, whole grain. And multi-grain. Whole or multi? What does well, it mean?
1: totally different. So whole grain yeah. are cereal grains like wheat, rye, oats, and barley, where they use the whole grass seed. So that means they include the bran, the endosperm, and the germ, um, but generally not the husk. Um, but so it can be any seed from the grass family, including corn, oats, rice, and whatever that quinoa or quinoa, whatever quino. that word is. Quinoa. 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 So, yeah. you know, whole wheat bread, steel cut oats, popcorn is a whole grain. Um, hmm. that, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, because you, it, you pop the corn and you eat popcorn. the bran, the endosperm, and the germ. You just don't eat the husk. So,
2: so I'm eating huh. healthy whole grain when I eat popcorn. What? Well,
1: yes. So it has to be whole grain. Now it can be made with whole grain, but that may have the majority of refined flour, um, where they take the husks and the outer layers off, which aren't as nutritious. So. And multi-grain just means different types of a grain present. doesn't mean anything besides that. All right. So eat popcorn. We endorse popcorn. So that's.
0: (laughs) We love popcorn. I do. I love popcorn, man. Like, it is seriously one of my very favorite things (laughs) to eat. I like all kinds of popcorn. Covered in butter. I can (laughs) do
1: salt and butter, but I'm not a caramel or kettle corn type person. Yeah. No,
0: wheat does not go with popcorn. I'm sorry.
1: Caramel corn I will take in
0: forms mm-hmm, of Cracker Jacks. Like, I can do a Cracker Jack. I cannot do kettle I'll corn. I'll do
1: cheese, cheese powdered corn. But, what? you know, cheese corn where it has a cheese yeah. powder on it. I would do like, that. but Yeah. I'll do that, too. Best
0: popcorn ever is smart food uh, white cheddar. Oh. Hands down. The best it's delicious i don't know i could eat like my a whole hus- bag
1: my husband makes them in a like takes the popcorn kernels and puts them in a skillet and oh but oh wow it's it th- that's probably the best popcorn oh yeah, yeah. although i that love a salty ballpark popcorn too <laughs> salty popcorn. you know yeah they, yeah again they if are you're salty. looking for presents to send us you know salty popcorn okay I always there thought somebody should put it on a fast food menu because I would totally go through a drive through and get popcorn.
0: <laughs> really? really? Like, is that
2: right? I never guest thought about that.
1: Oakley,
0: that like has popcorn. Like in Michigan, they have Wesco, and they always but have. Then popcorn. you have
1: to take the two kids in with you.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's that's very true. Rural King, yeah, Rural King huh. always has free popcorn. That's what you should just call ahead and see if they'll hand it, bring it out to you. Like Casey should get it uh locally locally grown local can mean
1: a lot of things that's always fun to me
0: like yeah when you see it at walmart you're like okay how well congress
1: passed a law in 2008 so it's not necessarily regulated but there are some guidelines so in total distance it's supposed to be transported less than 400 miles from the point of origin but sometimes it can mean within the state but that's kind of odd because within the state of Delaware it would be a lot different than within the state of Texas. So true.
2: But. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's interesting because local has become so much farther reaching right. In um, a lot of places.
1: It's regional,
2: you know, when you buy pork at Walmart, it's not considered local, but let's be honest, I haul my, my hogs go to Logan's Port, Indiana to be processed and are, um, by Tyson and are sold in Walmart stores around here, Indiana. So basically it's local.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So it would be, but it's always, I think people feel good about seeing local and then they buy chia seeds or something, you know, like we were talking about, right. with the superfood. You know- like I have to have all of my food sourced locally. So I know where it comes from and then they're like, yeah.
2: I think, I think it's, it's so much more and, and like, you know, there's no guarantee that what you're getting is, you know, within that range or came from Indiana, but most likely the way food is processed now and the way it can travel, it's well, and more I think local it was than you think.
1: Jeff yeah. VanderWoof that had told us at one point, the apples in the McDonald's in Michigan were actually Michigan apples. So yeah.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's um, a lot, you know. And I have to give credit to McDonald's. You have to give credit where credit is due. Their big push lately has been to kind of let you know where that their, their food, you know, how much of each food is mm. comes from each state. You know, like so, if you walk into a McDonald's in Iowa, it'll tell you how many you know dollars of pork McDonald's sir, Iowa pork or Iowa beef for. Really? Yeah, it's it's really neat. They have the same thing in Michigan, you know, because. Uh Herbrook's, which is the, the ah. egg processor uh, just north of my elevator, for the longest time, I don't know if they still do or not, um, provided all of the eggs huh. McDonald's used east of the Mississippi. Wow. So it was really cool because, like, you could go to McDonald's and get an egg and know that it was, you know, 60 miles away it was grown or whatever, which is always fun. Especially when you, like, sell corn into them because you're, like, you know, you get the, the whole full... So the
2: county I grew up in, which is just one county over, had a uh, uh, a McDonald's bakery in it that made the buns for all the McDonald's. Oh, cool. So
1: I was eating local bakery. Buns. Yeah, which makes you feel a hell of a lot better. I think sometimes people just like to know where it came from. Like if you go into a Five Guys, they tell you where the potatoes came for those fries that day. It's up on yeah, the wall.
0: Which is always fun. So. Except for Five Guys Four. is hard because you're like... Mm, I'm craving five guys for lunch, and then it sounds bad. What'd you do while you were gone on lunch break? <laughs> you had five guys.
1: Mm-hmm. I had five. <laughs> and
0: then everyone looks at you like you're a hussy. Wait, that sounds bad? Yeah, now oh I'm speaking yeah. from experience yeah, or anything. I'm just saying um antioxidants we kind of talked about that a little bit in the superfood things but that's a big push now with antioxidants you know because
1: right so the definition is um vitamins or nutrients that help protect cells from damage the damaging effects of free radicals interesting
0: free radicals
1: sound bad um against disease causing free radicals
0: yeah and like is it gotta hate those free radicals yeah (laughs) I prefer my radicals caged. I don't know. (laughs) Caged radicals. Caged radicals. Yeah. I got nothing on that one, but still. Yeah. yeah, I I prefer them uh, caged for sure. So that's, yeah. Antioxidants got a big push to it. Fresh. So fresh actually has like two different definitions. Karen and I were talking about it from the start here. um, That fresh can be... Um, What is yours, Karen? You got like the super hippie version. Yeah, it
1: could be made daily or several times a day. Like Subway makes their bread fresh. But it also can be made fresh to order and not mass produced or put in storage. But it can also mean quality and less processed.
0: Yeah, and that's what the uh, FDA has um, rules too. And now, of course, I can't find what I'm looking for here, but it was like they have um, requirements for being able to put fresh on a label. Um, And it's basically a lot of the same thing. So it was when used in a manner that suggests that food is unprocessed, the term fresh means that the food is in a raw state and has not been frozen or subjected to any form of thermal processing or preservation, except, and this is the part that I found kind of crazy here. uh, You can have the addition of approved waxes or coatings, Post-harvest use of approved pesticides, the application of a mild chlorine wash or a mild acid wash on produce, or the treatment of raw foods with ionizing radiation not to exceed the maximum dose. And so I just kind of found that interesting because, like, I am drawn... That's considered fresh? Yeah,
1: so I am drawn to foods that... Well, you would assume they would put, like, you know, a wax on an apple or something, right. but an apple's still fresh, yeah. right? But it's still Just interesting. Yeah,
0: I found it really interesting to think about. And I guess maybe baby I guess carrots. I would
2: think fresh would be, I picked it off the
0: tree and ate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I kind of thought of. So I found but that But not everyone has a tree, Jen. Right. True. Um, Big push now, sustainable. And I think sustainable I and carbon-free kind of go hand in hand now, in my opinion. And maybe it's I'm wrong, but... That one. Yeah, everyone loves sustainable because it means whatever. It's sustainable.
2: That's the thing. Sustainable is defined by every single person and it's defined differently by every single person.
1: Yeah. Right. But in general, it means preserving of natural resources and reducing our environmental footprint by conducting business with greater efficiency. So, yeah, yeah, obviously it means different things to different people. Yeah. So it
0: just kind of cracks me up a little bit because it's like, isn't all egg to a certain extent sustainable? Because when it comes down to it, it's not like you're going and destroying the goods that you have to produce whatever you're producing because it's kind of your livelihood.
2: Yeah. I'm thinking don't all businesses want to be sustainable. I mean, hello, I I don't, that's, I think that's why the word bothers me so much. I think everybody defines it differently and, and, everyone else they think is defining it wrong. Well, and
0: I think that's where like to me, I when I see sustainable, I think it tends and I could be completely, you know, making a connection that's not there, but in my mind, you know, I hear sustainable and I think the same thing as like this push of carbon free. You know what I mean? So like, yes. we we talked about carbon free at the start where there's this big push of carbon free sugar. And really, all it is is you know it's it's basically, um, and that's what we were talking about earlier. Failing a chemistry ca- class, you know, carbohydrate without carbon. If the carbon's removed from sucrose, what's left? Water. So I found that really interesting because I learned about car- yeah. So that, so
2: so we'll just go right into sustainable and then in, it, it, this carbon thing. So this sugar that's carbon free and and it's confusing to people because they think oh it's great it's free of something but but the deal was it was produced without a carbon footprint but then if you get to researching it a little bit which i did because it annoyed me yeah um it's it's produced without a carbon footprint only because they buy their carbon
1: credits back yeah yeah it's such a joke so it's it's important to know that the carbon-free sugar was cane sugar. Yes, yes, not beet sugar. Um, so in producing cane sugar, a lot of times they burn the fields off to get the leaves and whatnot out of the way so they can harvest the canes and then go process the sugar. Yeah. Um, which I thought one of the comments on that, it was on Twitter, was funny. Elizabeth Bingham, who is a sugar beet producer in Idaho, had put, or they could just buy sugar beet sugar. right. <laughs> which has less of a carbon footprint yeah. so
2: which which does so you've got your so what they're doing is calling this carbon free because they're buying these carbon credits back which to me is like cheating it is cheating <laughs> it's six one way half a dozen the other yeah but that's and what large
1: companies do when they try and reduce their carbon it free. is they buy carbon credits which that, why did it, that market never take off angie do you know
0: I don't know. I know Carl traveled. I mean, it's still not dead yet. I mean, he traveled around the country. Because everybody's worried about Bitcoin. Yeah, prior to us dating and uh, bought, I mean, he like with a certain brokerage group and they bought the rights of the air over i mean so it's it's still been done and it's still kind of quiet but uh we never had uh what was the law that al gore tried to get out there where it was carbon credits where you trade them and blah, blah blah i mean it's not over it'll it'll probably rear its ugly head eventually but i found this comment the best about it what they mean is that growing the sugar doesn't emit carbon into the atmosphere but that doesn't make the sugar itself quote unquote carbon free i don't squirt squirt blood into the atmosphere but i'm not blood free (laughs) and so (laughs) i found that interesting just the the thought of that because yeah i mean this and i i think the thought of carbon free in my opinion like i said go goes hand in hand with like uh sustainable agriculture because it, it makes you feel better like you know you like we're out you know Raping and pillaging the earth. And so this means that you're not raping or pillaging the earth to produce your food when in reality, we're definitely you're blaming not. someone. Else. Yeah. Yeah. So I found that interesting. I, um, I don't have a carbon footprint because
2: I bought somebody else's yeah. anti-carbon footprint.
0: Yeah, I bought someone else's a ranch in Montana. I didn't fail ranch. a
1: drug test because I bought somebody else's pee to put in my exactly. Test. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's exactly I'm not what I'm on it drugs
0: is. because my pee said I wasn't, even though I really am. You know, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Which I'm not. It's by just the way, so. My boss listening. Um, <laughs> it's just so. I, I was thinking know.
1: Olympics when I, I, I said that. It. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Olympics, not drugs. Totally get it.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, and, no, and I meant like, the Olympic athletes on drugs, yeah. like the Russian
0: ones and curling, like yeah. how hardcore do you have to be to like have a performance enhancing drug for curling? So <laughs> it's, you have to be It's serious, really man, it.
1: real serious. I know it looks like a fun game mm-hmm. to drink
0: beer too. But anyway, um, in the kind of, I think like the last four, are fun because they've really we've seen a a real big push of them lately and i think it's that enlightened sort of i'm better than you because blah 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 and so you have paleo raw food vegan and vegetarian
1: which these are a lot of you know i mean they're not just foods they're kind of diet i guess yeah some diet diet choices the reason i put in paleo is because a lot of times if you like go to like a food prep a place where they have um you know, like a we have a prep freeze cook where you can go buy freezer meals. They have them labeled paleo. And so I looked it up to see exactly what it meant. And it means yeah, foods presumed to have been eaten by early humans, meat, fish, vegetables, and fruit. No dairy, no grains, yeah. no processed foods.
0: Yeah, I've done a paleo diet before because supposedly it's supposed to help you lose weight, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's no fun. Like
2: I can't give up milk. I'll be honest with you. I'd go, and this would be hard. Don't get me wrong. I could give up cheese long before I could give up no. a cold
0: glass of milk. Me, I could give up a cold glass of milk before I could give up oh. cheese. But the crackers side, if I'm going to eat cheese, I have How crackers. How does paleo
1: differ from the Atkins diet? Is
0: that just a new name? it's not very different no it's just a new buzzword like it's just you know because atkins kind of got a bad name there for a while paleo is different that was somebody's dr atkins i take that back paleo and atkins differ because paleo will allow you to have vegetables and fruits where atkins was strictly meat cheese um protein so you you could
1: like well the paleo website says in the end atkins is a diet for weight loss while paleo is a diet for health yeah and that's yeah
0: atkins like sincerely i did the atkins diet for like a week and that was all i could last because i missed like vegetables and fruit and not eating like a caveman crazy cave like paleo you eat like a caveman but I it's kind of different. Like Atkins was like, you can have this hamburger slathered in mayonnaise, but you can't have ketchup. Ugh. Like that was the weird like this fat and content. Sugar. Yeah. Fat content through the roof. You know what I mean? You could put an egg on this cheeseburger with mayonnaise, but you can't have uh ketchup or uh a grape. You know what I mean? Like Atkins was hardcore and I don't know. I never survived any of them at all. And then raw food is, like, that's just whole foods, right? Right. You're not, like, diving into a a pile of hamburger.
1: Yeah. You're eating an apple. You're eating raw meat, tiger meat. Um, Yeah. No. I would assume most Mm -mm. people who do raw foods are vegetarians. So, Yeah,
0: I would assume as well. Because I don't want to eat
1: raw meat. (laughs) Okay. I I couldn't
0: imagine. I had, what is it when you have the raw hamburger? Isn't it called tiger meat? There's tiger meat, but isn't it? What is it like? What's the fancy? Oh, steak tartar. Like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. No. Disgusting. Yeah. Not gonna it happen. Blech. It's gross. Yeah. It. Blech. I tried it. Blech. Gross. Can't do it. Um. So vegan, of course, is no dairy, no meat, no animal products whatsoever. Right. Doesn't like, eat or use animal products. Okay. So fruits and vegetables, right. and that's about it. But
2: and does, and now, vegans, not that we're talking about food, but they don't do they don't correct, wear animal correct. products either, right? Like no leather, hardcore, no. Yeah. I mean it's it's right. hardcore. Yeah.
1: And no eggs. No can vegans eat eggs. No. no animal products.
0: Nope.
1: Vegetarian, no milk In Indiana, no I nothing. believe, but not vegans. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, vegetarians can have eggs, I think, because they're not killing. And dairy, them.
1: I believe, too.
0: Yeah. Dairy they can have, but vegan. Bleh.
2: Anything you can get from an animal that doesn't But they don't, it, right?
1: vegetarians don't eat meat.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so. vegetarians just, yeah, you can get it as long as you, and, you know, they're the ones that would be kind of your classic, uh, I am, you know, pasture or free range chicken or whatever. And I guess I want to say that
2: I'm not opposed. I, I don't follow any of these diets by any means. Uh, I like food but no. and i'm not opposed to any of them if that's if you can afford that and you want to do that i'm i'm all about it yeah but it's the pushing it on other people that freaking
0: annoys me or assuming that everyone else has to follow your way yeah and- don't
2: don't be judging yeah. me you know if yeah. you want to be vegetarian fine but don't be judging me because i'm not
1: yeah i mean well, i'll just take
2: your steak
1: yeah well, and you can, I mean, you can find some interesting dishes, too. My soon-to-be sister-in-law, she's somewhat vegetarian. She will eat fish, which my brother makes fun of because she she lives in um, England. So she, when she eats fish, it's like, you know, beer-battered greasy fish. <laughs> yeah,
0: which is funny, um, but it's but she delicious. she makes some
1: really good pasta dishes, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
2: I have a recipe for, like, um, Fair Life, using Fair Life milk for mac and cheese. I mean, it's high in protein. It, you know, does all this other stuff. and. It's delicious, but and and I'm all about it. But it's the people that push it on me that annoy me.
0: Yeah, it's like anything else. Like you can do it because you feel as though that's something that you should be doing. But um, and it, you know, we have to be careful in production agriculture. I think sometimes we do the same thing with pushing. You know, pushing our, well, you have to eat meat. How do you not eat meat? Like what kind of, you know, kind of crazy person are are you? you? Yeah. And And so we have
1: to really
2: be careful. Yeah. I'm not pushing my way on you. Don't push your way on me. I mean, I'm all about choice.
0: Yeah, reciprocal yeah. respect. And today we are just
1: defining. Yes. Defining words yeah. is what we're doing yep. today. Today
0: I- is a definition to get get a feel for, you know, what is, is out there or what you're seeing. We're not, def- I mean, I there's some that are, are dumber than others, if I could say that. But, um, well, you know, they all have a reason behind them or, you know, they may make you feel better to know what you're getting into, I guess, when you open a crack at crack package think, of crackers. Yeah.
2: I think my big point is, is that don't let it scare you because a, a lot of this is fear mongering from companies yeah. just trying to sell their product. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's important to keep in mind, you know, cause that there is a lot of that involved that, you know, it's just like pseudoscience, which we talked about, you know, here a couple, three weeks ago, month ago, whatever. Um, you know, that a lot of times you may see things sold to you in a, in a certain light that make you feel like you have to. And reality is it's just another way to, to set themselves apart from their competition and make more money.
2: And that's what the labeling is like the, the non GMO green beans. Let's be honest. That's a labeling tactic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely something that you want to be aware of. Um, we just wanted to touch base and you know, kind of explain some because I think there's a lot of people out there that that look at these labels on their food and don't really know
1: what they mean. And so, and honestly, we had to look up a lot of them. Also, we did.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. If you had made that list, Karen, I would. I, I'd have been like, okay, so you I had, didn't have, had no idea GMO free, non-GMO, and organic. I'd be like, yay! <laughs> but I think yeah. when I cook supper tonight, I'm going to tell my family it's uh, a artisanal, artisanal fresh. Uh, and sustainable dinner. Natural. It could be natural. Yeah. There's some natural elements to it. So tonight yeah. tonight we'll be having an artisanal, fresh, natural, sustainable dinner
0: at our house. I can already see Casey rolling <laughs> yes. her eyes. That's what, you know, that's what I'm looking at right now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, um, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those things where knowing what your labels mean when you are purchasing food, I think helps you to make better or, or helps you to make informed decisions, yeah. informed decisions
2: better, and let others make theirs. I think that's, yeah. I mean, I think that's important yeah.
0: when it comes down to it. That's really what we're here for. So I guess in so many ways, but anything else you guys want to
1: add? Happy nope. shopping
0: right yeah enjoy uh if you see a new label we didn't talk about here uh throw it at us we love to hear about new labels that are out there i would have never known about the carbon free one unless jen had said something so that oh, was I fun know. i
2: was we, we talked about doing labels and i saw that tweet and i'm like you have got to freaking be kidding me yeah
0: yeah and i'm terrible i don't really pay attention a lot um to labels but uh i just kind of buy what looks good and go with the flow kind of deal. But um, now I'm going to be paying a lot more attention because I kind of can laugh about what they are and, and know what they mean and all that good stuff. So, so yeah, uh, definitely uh, thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, we'll figure out a topic sometime between now and then. So if you have any suggestions, throw them at us too. Otherwise, uh, have a great week. Stay safe and uh, stay warm unless you're somewhere that's warm already. And then I'm kind of jealous and, <laughs> and we don't a like little you. Bit. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So I'm a little envious. So have a good one.